2: Fox Sports radio. Radio, 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 radio. This is Up on Game. Caught by Hushmanzada for the touchdown. You want NFL experience? Manning lobs it. Boris alone. Touchdown. And it's intercepted. Then this is the show for you with LeVar Arrington.
3: Matt Corral could possibly play himself into
2: the starting job. T.J. Zada They lose first round. Mike McCarthy's out of there. And Plaxico Burris.
4: Tom Brady's no longer there. It's turned into a dictatorship up there in New England. Three
2: of the best to ever do it on and off the field. Live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. Here's pro bowlers LeVar Arrington, T.J. Zada and Super Bowl champion Plaxico Burris.
5: Oh, to
2: go
3: hunt now. All right, all right. Welcome into hour two. This is Up On Game. We are broadcasting live from the Tyrack.com studios. Shots out to Tyrack, too, by the way. We hung out with them for a little bit uh, this past Thursday. So shots out to those guys, man. Super cool people. They do a lot for our shows and love the support they give to Up On Game. So thanks to you guys. All right. Anyway. They'll help you get there and an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road, hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, it is Super Bowl Saturday, everyone. The big game does take place tomorrow. If you missed anything in hour one, don't worry. You could go check out the podcast and catch up on anything that we may have spoke on in hour one. But to start the show, we did talk about the Super Bowl and the matchup. And for you, Plex, one of the main questions was just kind of the feeling leading up to um, the game. If you haven't been there enough times, you can't really sit there and say that it's just another game. You're going to feel that energy. This hour too, let's let's take a little different angle on on this one, Plex. Let's look at the road that that took place to get there for Kansas City. This was this was a a Chiefs team mm-hmm. that that has done a, an excellent job in being able to go on the road and and win games. Let's let's start right there. I mean, they had to go on the road to beat Buffalo and and they were able to do so. And and that to me was that was pretty big for them to be able to get down like they needed to and and pull out the win. It was only a three-point win. It was a hard game, but you got to believe that the Bills, this was maybe one of their biggest opportunities to be able to win the Super Bowl or at least go to it, and they gave it up to the Chiefs at home. Then they marched into (sighs) – Baltimore, which is one of the most insanely difficult places to know, and I know you can speak to that. And they get a hard-fought win. They're holding Baltimore to ten points, which was a dominant performance by Spagnuolo's uh, defense for the Chiefs, but also being able to make the big plays when necessary um, on offense. What what what's your take on? them getting there, and then we'll go into what San Francisco and who, what it looks like in terms of who has the, the, the upper hand based off of the,
4: the the pathway there. Man, we spoke about this uh, the day before the game when TJ was on the show, and I said to you and everybody out there that's listening, I said, if the Kansas City Chiefs go into Buffalo and win this game is a Kansas City alert. <laughs> I remember saying that because – Everybody was harping on, you know, the way that the Bills had finished the season after Ken Dorsey got fired. Joe Brady comes in as the offensive coordinator and now Josh Allen and this offense and this Bills team is hitting on all cylinders. And they were focused outside of that. The, the other storyline was, OK, oh, this is Patrick Mahomes first road playoff game which I wasn't concerned or worried about that at all because I know what I'm getting out of a Patrick Mahomes when it comes playoff time, whether he is at home or he's traveling. He's been there many times. He mm-hmm. understands. And the fact that the weather wasn't wasn't the best, it was cold, that, that's Kansas City-style football. So I said that if the Chiefs could go into Buffalo and win that game, that they would end up back in the Super Bowl Because I believe that the next game in Baltimore, which would which 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 was their first AF hosting their first AFC Championship game, even though they won the Super Bowl in '02, and they won, I believe it was 2012, they went on the road as a wild card and ended up winning both of those championships. So it was their first um, AFC Championship game. I say that Kansas City winning the Super Bowl because something was just telling me. That the moment in Baltimore, because there was is it, so much pressure on Lamar to deliver, I thought the moment would be too big for Baltimore. Mm. I really did, because of the experience factor with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid being able to, you know, that they, they've been to four uh, Super Bowls in the last five years. I kind of just, you know, my, my my intuition was just telling me that. You know, Baltimore wasn't going to be able to de- to deliver when it mattered most. And the Kansas City Chiefs went into Baltimore, didn't budge. Did the first two drives, they're down 14-0. And that is not the kind of football game that you want to have Lamar Jackson in when he has to come from behind. And throw the football forty times a game. That is not the recipe for Baltimore winning football games. They want to establish the run. They want to be great on defense. And 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 you know Lamar's going to make those few plays in a game that nobody in the world can make. Maybe the first time that you've ever seen them. But I thought that they just got behind two. They got behind early, 14 or 14, uh, fourteen zero, and they was not able to overcome it. So here we are. Patrick Mahomes embarking upon winning his third world championship. And I'm going to just say it again. I just think that he's going to be excellent tomorrow. He understands the moment. He's been there. And he is going to lead this team to another world championship. Wow.
3: I'll say this. Kansas City going into Buffalo, that was an impressive game. It was evenly matched, and they won the game. Uh, against the Ravens I did not feel that way. I felt like the Ravens were the better team. They they did not adjust and they did not stay true to who they are as the Baltimore Ravens. They're a physical team. They can run the ball. Everything comes from them running the ball including having to play 11 on 11 with Lamar running the ball. This this Kansas City Chiefs team gave Kansas City this win. They gave them. They hand delivered it on a platter. They Kansas City, Kansas City was only able to muster up a a very very um, um, average seventeen points. How are going to say points. they
4: gave them the game when they started the game well, off here's with how I'm two say. offensive drives and the game is fourteen zero? Here's
3: here's how I'm going to say they gave against up the that game.
4: Baltimore defense.
3: They how many times they touch the end zone or get close enough to even do field goals in the second half of that game? The, uh, down, down by three points, down, or excuse me, down by ten points, 17 to seven going into halftime, and you say to yourself, we have Lamar Jackson and we have a running game and we have a defense. That, that
4: What What would say to you? So why did that, they not stay true to who they are and run the football?
3: Uh, uh, that, well, again,
4: that's Against this I Kansas City defense uh, that's, who, that's who had I been feel.
3: unable to stop the run up that's to that right. point. And that's why I feel like they gave up the game to Kansas City. because, And not only that, not only that, but, I mean, the defense held you to zero points in the second half, and and Baltimore still couldn't deliver. Now, that's a character builder. So that's where I'll say they got out of a game like maybe it was okay. Baltimore did give us an opportunity to win this game, but we took it. So here we go. So let's transition that into San Francisco because San Francisco's situation was very, very different. They they found themselves in a game where it was like the 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 Ravens game where it was a close game, defensive battle game. Both teams had an opportunity to win. Okay, the, the the Green Bay Packers have one little mismanagement in at the end of the game and and you know, San Fran's able to win the game. But then I go and I take a look at that next game that that they played to get into it against against um, Detroit, and I just did not – I was so underwhelmed by the way they performed in the Detroit game that it it has given me pause in terms of thinking that San Fran – is in the proper mind space to be able to win this game. It just looked like a lopsided game. Now, granted, their defense did hold up in the, in the third quarter and only gave up a touchdown in the fourth. But was that because they kind of were cruising? At that point, you have a no, 24. No, they were not.
4: You have they a were 24? not cruising. Yeah, the I mean, San Francisco 49ers, they were playing their best Football. Well, I'm saying was was they Detroit to lost both games to the Green Bay Packers. Was and Detroit, the Detroit Lions. cruising? Was Detroit cruising? Hell no! In the third quarter, Detroit was playing their tails off. Uh, so ben was Campbell, this a legitimate?
3: So was that a legitimate? From a, coach, from a
4: coaching standpoint, you are supposed to be able to put your team in the best, best position to win the football game. He, he failed did. in that game as a coach. I I understand the bravado of you. Um, you know we're always in four down territory. Uh, motto for you and this team, but for, for 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 Detroit Lions, that team and that city and that organization, they deserve better. D- than the decisions that Dan Campbell made in that football game. Because you know what, man? Oh, wow. Them kids, they played hard, man. They did. And they deserved to win that football game. Obviously, they were up 17 points, and they let the game sip away. But you don't just gift wrap six points <laughs> to the opposing team. Well, they did. You go for it on fourth and two. You go for it on fourth and eight or fourth and nine, or whatever that that, uh, that fourth down was. You give up six points, and you lose by three. That team, that's, that's they deserve matter. to be in the Super Bowl. Mm. They really did. And he failed them.
3: Horned but some, look said, at, if I was on that field, I would have called timeout and went over and said, Coach, what you yeah.
4: doing? Man, man listen, doing? I understand. Listen, in, in the regular season, I understand because that's the next week. We're talking about you are knocking on the door to be able to play in the Super Bowl for this team and this organization, that city, who how deserves that, it more how, than anybody. How does that
3: translate to San Francisco? Them getting out of that game, was it more of a gift or was it more of
4: them showing it, it, that they it, had resiliency to It was a, it was a, it was a to gift win. to the fact that Dan Campbell, he didn't make the best decisions. They still had number, to stop hey, him. Hey, number two, if if the Detroit Lions catch the football, then Brock Purdy basically throws three interceptions. He threw one. I think
3: that might have been a, a pass interference, the one that, that was tipped and ended up
4: being a touchdown, right? Yeah. I think there he, was a flag He didn't. On he, did, he, he didn't play well. And this defense is just, you know, giving up runs like you wouldn't believe in the playoffs. So I thought that it, whether the, it, you, you want to calculate it down to effort or your team didn't play hard or whatever the case may be, if you're Steve Wilks, the, the most alarming part of it is you are not supposed to be standing up in the podium and giving this message to the media, to your defense, in the NFC championship game. And we're talking about effort. Hmm. Look at what we're talking about. Guys not playing hard. Man, That's the NFC championship game. <laughs> right. It's going to be a rude awakening. For some of those guys tomorrow, when they step on that football field, when they see the effort that is being given out on both sides of, this, both sides of the football to play this game. But for San Francisco, I, it just comes down to the quarterback, Purdy. Mm-hmm. That's where it's all at for San Francisco. And I think that, you know, looking at this tape last week, looking at this tape from the uh, Detroit Lions game, that the, that the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, they can run the ball to the left side of the field because Chase Young has yet to set an edge out there. Oh my gosh! And, and I he, thought I he, thought he was the I thought that listen oh he was man. the missing piece. Yeah, they put him with Bosa. Now you have you can't double Bosa. Now you have to send some attention to Chase Young. Chase Young can be blocked by one person mm. and receivers on top and, of that and receivers. Whew. You I never say, I never thought I'd say head. that out of my mouth. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. This man multiple can't times. Set edge multiple it's times.
3: Consistently. Yeah. That's why I say I think that's going to come down to that that 49ers defensive front. If they don't show up, you can't expect Greenlaw and and Warner to, to carry the load against right. Andy Reid and and that Kansas City Chiefs offense. It's just not feasible to think that. It's going to right. come
4: down to the defensive front for the Niners. If I'm Andy Reid, I'm going to take out a I'm going to take a page out of Kyle Shanahan's book. They run the ball to the left behind Trent Williams. If I'm Andy Reid, I'm going to run the ball to the left side at Chase Young and force him to defend because I believe that is where the advantage is going to be for Kansas City in the running game. Run the ball at Chase Young. Make him play physical. And we're going to see tomorrow what he is made out of in this game, because you know you know what this game is about, man. It's a dog eat dog league, and they see a they see a chicken armor, they see a weak link. Guess what? You gonna get exposed, or you mm. gonna find a way to play some football? Mm.
3: That's that's Plexico burst right there. Chicago Bears. Ah, it would require a historic haul to trade that first overall pick in the NFL draft. We're going to talk about that, and we'll get to Emmett Smith has some interesting comments about the playoff exit for his Dallas Cowboys. We'll touch on those things on the other side of the break. All right, you're listening to Up On Game. That's Plexico Burris. I am LeVar Arrington. This is
2: Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: Hey, gang, this is Jay Glazer, host of Unbreakable, a mental wealth podcast. And every week, we will have on leaders from sports entertainment like Sean McVay, Lindsey Vaughn, Michael Phelps, David Spade, Guy Fieri, and also those who can help us in between the ears. Anyone from a therapist to someone like Ed Milet or John gordon We've all been through some sort of adversity. To get to the top, we've all used different tools. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer and Mental Wealth Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts.
6: Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit Lisa.com slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart.
3: All right. Welcome back in. This is Up On Game, and we are in the TireRack.com studios live it's plexico burst am Levar arrington tj is off i think he's doing some some coverage and some stuff in, uh in vegas right now he was at the fight on thursday was it thursday yeah, it was thursday ortiz and uh i want to say vargas i want i want to say that was a, that sounds like that was the right fight anyways it was an interesting fight i kind of felt like they got it wrong on the decision but not, that's here nor there uh Plexico Burst, I gotta ask you. It's the Chicago Bears, obviously there have been rumors and things that have been talked about and discussed in terms of Caleb Williams not wanting to go to Chicago and 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 that looking like him not, you know, that, that creating issues for Chicago. Now I asked the question, is this more about Chicago? Forcing the hand, and we had this conversation last week, forcing the hand of of Caleb Williams or another team by taking Caleb anyway, which I think we do believe we cleared up that if he, got, if he gets drafted by Chicago anyway, Chicago owns his rights in the NFL, and that would create an interesting scenario. But with that being said, there has been the conversation that if there was a well, a historical type of, you know, offering. And I think this was reported by Ian Rappaport that they would demand a historic haul of draft picks and an overall compensation to give up the Bears pick. Now here it is. I think it says, all right, uh, number one pick. Da, 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 da. Uh, maybe it's, it's, I'm I'm looking for the details. I don't see the details, but I do know that there have been some pretty pretty crazy give-ups like I ended up being in Washington because of one when uh New Orleans did the trade and and got Ricky Williams out of that trade. They ended up getting the the the, the Washington Commanders ended up getting the second and the third draft pick of next year's draft out of that that big trade. Do you think that it makes sense to do a historical trade and you know you have Caleb Williams at number 1 if you're the Chicago Bears and I guess I would say what do you think that would take what would be the value is it is it all your draft picks like your top draft picks for this draft and the next draft is it is it your draft picks in this draft and the top picks and and a couple players like what 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 would you value Caleb Williams at right now
4: today? I mean, to be honest, we really don't know. Moving forward, if you're Chicago Bears, I, I, I kind of feel that like you got your hands tied because you have a quarterback in Justin Fields. I, I think Justin Fields is a star. But, you know, playing Chicago, he just hasn't been able to turn the corner, mainly, one, because not of his play, but because of this offensive line and the guys that he's been surrounded around. I'm not, you know, throwing shade or trying to throw none of these guys under the bus. But they have to get an offensive line if they want to have any quarterback gun, to whether it's Caleb Williams or Justin Fields. But what do we really know about Caleb Williams when he gets to the next level? If I'm the Chicago Bears, I'm saying to myself that You know, I I sit down and I interview Caleb Williams and, you know, see if if he wants to really be a member of this football team of the Chicago Bears. What if he says no? I'm all in for taking the historic, uh, you know, situation for the Chicago Bears to to get multiple draft picks year after year than to put, my franchise on one guy and hope that he is going to turn the face of this franchise around because I believe if you bring in Caleb Williams, you still have the same issue. You can't protect the quarterback. Mm. So I'm saying to myself, if I'm Chicago Bears, Justin Fields has, shows, uh, has showed us that he can be that franchise quarterback. Get some guys to, to, that can protect him and get this young man somebody to throw to. And who did he throw to in college, well, he didn't get a chance to play with Marvin Harrison Jr. But I think that that is the best scenario for Chicago Bears moving forward. Is that listen, if you can acquire two, three, four, or five first-round picks for Caleb Williams, do you do? do can we really sit here and say that Caleb Williams is going to be the next Aaron Rodgers,
3: no, or Peyton Manning, or? But you know. they're saying he's a. They're saying possibly he's an even better prospect than Andrew Luck coming out. That's what that's what some. Okay, okay, analysts so, and okay. So so saying. let's
4: look at Andrew Luck's career. I mean, barring injury, he got hurt, he retired. But was he? He the was guy? on a Hall of Fame. He was on a Hall of Fame trajectory.
3: You believe so? Yeah, he was. Okay. He was. He was balling. Okay. But he just didn't. I mean, he got took the injury like. You know where are you going from here? Team team had questionable success at times. I mean, but I mean he <laughs> he definitely he definitely turned that franchise around when he got there.
4: Oh, he did, no doubt about it. But I'm looking at Caleb Williams. I'm saying, does this guy this guy from California from USC go to Chicago and he turns the entire face of this franchise around in the next you know two or three years? With the same exact team that they have right now, I, I feel don't like believe that's, that's the case. I feel like that's the.
3: To me, if Justin Fields, at, at his skill level and and what he's been able to accomplish, is is let go for not having that ability to do so. I, I, I'd almost say that it looks as though you're 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 hoping that that a guy like Caleb Williams is more skillful and brings more to the table than a Justin Fields, but then now the question becomes, again, what you said, the same questions. How do you protect them, you know, and who is he throwing the ball to, and, and, and how much, how many weapons does he have? What type of coaching does he have? What type of coaches are they? Where's that support coming from? So, I think there's a lot of questions to be asked, and when you're a team that has a lot of questions that need to be answered, <laughs> we all all know how that always plays out for the guys that end up having that weight being put on their shoulders but hey we'll see what happens you know I, i'm interested if there's a team out there that feels like they need to entertain the possibilities of what it would take to get the bears to move from that number one spot um Let's get a quick upgrade, update from, from Nick Cope. And then on the other side of the break, we're going to talk a little bit about what Emmett Smith had to say uh, following the playoffs and the exit for the Dallas Cowboys. What you got, Cope?
7: All right, LaVar. We got a bunch of college basketball going on here on this Saturday morning or early afternoon across the country. Number one, UConn. They're blowing out Georgetown, 63-38 midway through the second half. Number 11, Wisconsin at risk of dropping their third straight. They're down 12 at Rutgers inside 10. 10- minutes to go in the second half number 16 alabama up five on lsu in baton rouge midpoint of the second half there and number 19 creighton on top of Xavier by nine they're at halftime in cincinnati you also have number 15 south carolina up by two on vanderbilt near the end of the first half College Football ESPN reports Boise State Offensive Coordinator Bush Hamden is being targeted for the same role at Kentucky. Reports say former Washington Offensive Coordinator Ryan Grubb will not be the O.C. for Alabama. He's headed back to Seattle to be the O.C. for the Seahawks. UCLA says it plans to have a new coach in place within four days after Coach Chip Kelly left for the offensive coordinator job at Ohio State. Second round of the Phoenix Open is wrapping up this morning. Had rain the last couple of days. Uh, making things a mess out there but they're set to get back on track third round will begin with split tees at three forty-five eastern and finally another golf story it appears tiger woods has teased his new apparel sponsor he left nike a few weeks ago on twitter he posted a shadow picture of himself with the date february 12th 2024 lavar plaques back to you guys
3: what brand would it be is it going to be uh pro wings mm. and pro kids well, what's it gonna be mm. oh we don't know we i guess we don't thank you sir for for the update uh man i feel kind of like disappointed almost like why who's gonna i don't know because you got like the little shadow and stuff like that like what you teasing or what you, i don't know man you know that's nike where you Kyrie, go from Nike? Man. You gonna you gonna do Adidas? Adidas and
4: Tiger Woods at this point? I don't know. Kyrie Irving just went from Nike to Anta or whatever the case may be. That's and, that's probably the there his it is. Shoes a couple days ago. Well, that's probably who
3: it's going to be. What is they call Alta? They are probably Anto, going to oh, from- out- Alta. <laughs> Alta. Whatever. <it> is. <laughs> 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 hey, Bo. Emmett Smith. Wait, what? What happened, man? He he talked about the playoff exit. What What did he have to say, Bo?
8: We actually have the sound that we can play for you guys well, right now. Well, come on, let's, let's, let's listen to what Emmett Smith had
3: to say about it.
8: A lot of people pointing to Dak Prescott had such an outstanding regular season, mm-hmm. and he hasn't been able to get over the hump in the playoffs. What's going on with Dak?
5: I think it's preparation. I can only point to one game, and, and this, is, this to me sums it up for me. We're playing Detroit in Dallas. And Detroit is driving to try to come down the score and get the lead back. We pick the ball off, and it's about three minutes left. All we have to do is just milk the clock. Instead, guess what? We throw the ball three straight times. How smart is that? That is absolutely hideous. All you have to do is just run the rock or take a knee. I don't care. But then when you throw the ball the third time and the quarterback throw the ball out of bounds to stop the clock, it doesn't even take a sack. So that says to me, Either he was not prepared properly, or he forgot he was playing the game. Our team just <laughs> seems seemed to be lost. I mean, I, I just I cannot put my finger on why
8: it looks so, so bad. So if that's the case, why is Dallas bringing back Mike McCarthy next year? Because I'm not a GM.
5: Oh, Ooh. wow. And, and to be honest with you, uh, I thought that mm. that move would have been made. Mm -hmm. Because of how bad it looked. Oh, wow.
4: Emmett, tell them how you really feel, Emmett. Oh, wow. Emmett. Emmett for GM. Emmett. Emmett. Man, well, boy, how you gonna look that man in the face when you walk on the field next season in the Dallas Cowboys? You Emmitt Smith and you Mike McCarthy. My greatness, I love I mean, it. I kind of feel like that's what
3: I took the biggest thing out of that conversation was he's politicking for GM.
4: I love it, man. You know huh. what? It, it, it takes somebody like Emmitt Smith to come out and set the record straight. And you know what? You know what? It, you know what? He is absolutely correct. <laughs> I mean, he said what everybody else wants to say. I mean, that's and, what everybody was saying. And he thinking. has earned the, the uh, you know, he has earned the respect as a player and, you know, being the all-time leading rusher for that organization to be able, he has afforded himself the opportunity to come out and be candid and be honest about the, the face of this team and Jerry Jones and where he feels that they're out.
3: I thought it was pretty telling that one of your most beloved players and someone who really has been a staunch supporter of Jerry Jones through the years would come out and say that because if you know this this franchise <laughs> setup, who who's the GM right
4: now? You know who the GM is right now? Jerry Jones. <laughs> His son. Oh man! I thought Jerry Jones' his son. It don't matter. It's all the same. So the the point is, is that if you
3: feel so poorly, if you you Damn. feel the if you feel as though if you feel as though that it's because of the way things are being handled by the head coach, and and then now how it's being handled by you know. The person who's making the, the the decisions, yeah, Jerry Jones is the the GM, I believe. I think he yeah, is. He, yeah, he
4: is. Man, Jerry you know what? Jones. I'm, I'm gonna tell you one thing about you know me, you know being a wide receiver and and understanding, uh, you know being able to relate to what Emma Smith is saying. I am all in for the run game, man. You know what? Because that has you know that gives me. My opportunities to beat, to be able to go out and have success, you know, in man-to-man coverage and you know single high and all of those kind, all those kind of things. Just like you said, why wouldn't you just milk the clock and run the football out? I mean, it stay, seems to make we, we way call, too much sense. It doesn't. It's, right. it's common sense, Laval. There you go. All right, there you go. <laughs> it's you common go. sense. I love when I'm playing in a football game. And our running game is going. I come into the huddle and I'm like, "Yo, man, let's keep running that thing. Let's keep running that thing." With running game going, I don't care if I don't touch the damn football mm-hmm. because I know at one point in this game they're gonna get you your space. Oh man, and it's gonna be it's gonna be crucial. It's gonna like be like the Super Bowl. <laughs> absolutely so Fair. i understand exactly what it's saying like, you know, why we ain't running the football i hate when teams get in a shotgun and it's 31 and, and we're running draw i never understood to me it's already third and six because you're already five yards from the line of scrimmage i never understand that and i won't until it stops happening which will be never 31 and one, Wearing the shotgun and teams are still running draw and they are running. why they keep getting stopped in the backfield. I just don't understand. I don't know. I, I I feel like I feel like watching
3: where the Dallas Cowboys are Am I wrong for thinking that they might have hit their ceiling this year? This might be like, a rap. Okay, Laval,
4: let me ask you a question. Where do the Dallas Cowboys go from here?
3: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't think a, it's up. I don't. I don't think that they come back and improve and be a much, much better team. Now, granted, I, I, they did have some some key guys get hurt on defense. Mm-hmm. Like I get that. I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, at times they had. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I just. Okay. One I'm one trying most, to look at it
4: from the defensive perspective, but you. Lose I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you my defense, defensive perspective. One of the most alarming things that is going on right now with the Dallas Cowboys is that this defensive coordinator, nobody wants a job because they know that it's a one-year job. It's a one-year job. Yeah. It is a one-year job, and that's why nobody really wants it because they know that Mike McCarthy's out of there next year. I don't foresee them winning the Super Bowl and nobody else does. Maybe they get lucky and they get to the Super Bowl and they win it. I don't think that's the case because I don't believe that that team is going to be better than this year's team. That Dak is not going to have the season that he had this year. So the defensive coordinator for this football team, nobody has raised their hand and said, you know what, sign me up because it's basically going to be the same situation in which Kellen Moore was in that he threw him under the bus, he went to the Los Angeles Chargers. You know, uh, Staley was fired, in comes John Harbaugh. Now, Kellen Moore, where is he at? He's gone. Nobody is signing up to be the coordinator because it's only going to be a one-year gig, and they know it. Interestingly enough, uh, the Cowboys
3: blocked Al Harris. (laughs) From interviewing with Dan Quinn, uh, uh, let, let me let me see what Why? this is. It, it stands out uh, Harris with his old Dallas Cowboys boss and to the clever, colorful, and passionate way Harris has of speaking to da-da-da. It seems as though Harris said before the start a carousel, speaking hypothetically and sticking around, I don't know. It sounds like – am I wrong on this, Bo? I'm trying to get here so we could get to the break. But I, my point is, I wonder why you wouldn't make Al Harris the the defensive coordinator of, of the Cowboys. But I don't know. I, so I, they I'm blocked him from interviewing
4: he, with Dan Quinn, but they don't want to make him defensive coordinator also. I could and be wrong. And if you're Mike McCarthy, Al was your guy. He was all pro corner with you in Green Bay, but you blocked him from being able to – be better putting himself in a better situation but you also don't want to hire him as a defensive coordinator. yeah harris is under contract in dallas
3: so as so is the tight ends coach so whoever quinn would want to try to take you know it, it seems as though maybe they got to buy him out or something tonight. and maybe it's just
4: dan quinn being petty <laughs> it
3: might be it might be. All right, let's get to a break. We got up on game, down on game on the other side of the break, presented by DraftKings. We'll be right back. That's Plexico Burns. This is up on game. Fox Sports Radio. At bed
0: 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call
1: 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is over. The shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.
9: Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts.
3: The podcast. If you missed any of the show, all right, uh, you could go wherever it is that you get your podcast from, and make sure you search up on game. All right, you're also gonna want to go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use code up on game. New customers can bet just five bucks to get two hundred instantly in bonus bets, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code up on game. The crown is yours that's right we are back in live from the tire rack.com studios it's myself lavar arrington and my guy stretch armstrong y'all also know him as plexico birds tj is off but let's finish out this Mama jamma strong on this super bowl saturday with a little <laughs> bit of
2: this Look the <laughs> time for some picks are you up on game hey, let's crank this up let's crank it up or down on game get down
8: all right, Bo. Walk all right, us guys. through. Yes, this one is for all the marbles. Oh, the marble game, the all, right, the t- all the marbles. Tomorrow's the big That's right, all the marbles. Tomorrow's the Yeah, that's right. Tomorrow's the big game. Uh, so, all right, who you guys got Celtics Heat tipping off in the morning, uh, just kidding. It's obviously <laughs> the <laughs> Super Bowl. The San Francisco 49ers against the Chiefs in Las Vegas. Uh, the 49ers are a two-point favorite right now. Uh, the current total, all of these courtesy of DraftKings, of course. Uh, the over-under right now is set at 47.5. Over-under and, a half. Over
3: 47 and under at forty seven and, and, and I also do
8: have a couple props for you guys just to, okay. to have a little fun here. But
4: that's, that's am, the meat right there. I am taking the over on the points, 47.5. Not only am I saying that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to cover the two-and-a-half spread, they are going to outright win this football game. So, Mm. there you have it. You heard it here first. Patrick Mahomes, three-time world champion. The first team to repeat Super Bowls back-to-back in 20 seasons tomorrow. The last team to do it was the New England Patriots in 03 and 04 the Kansas City Chiefs accomplish this feat tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to take
3: the over on the points as well, and I'm also going to take the Chiefs with, with the uh, points. While I do believe that they're they're going to win, I just make it the safer bet to just say I take the Chiefs with the two points. <laughs> All right, guys. Sucker. Now for,
8: <laughs> now for the, uh, the props here. We have uh, Gatorade dumped on the winning coach. I love this one. Your choices here: purple, red, yellow slash green. So either of those two, orange, blue, clear, or no Gatorade bath. Hey, you know what, Laval, You know what I
4: thought about the other day when I was thinking about this, 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 this Gatorade uh, what color, per, this color. So say if you have a family member. And they're betting on the color of the Gatorade that's going to be pouring on the coach after the game. And you are you are the equipment manager or the trainer. And you are responsible for what color Gatorade goes in the cooler. And you know that your brother, your mom, and your daddy are betting on what color the damn Gatorade is going to be. And they actually put the color Gatorade in the damn cooler so they can win a bet. I- I, I
3: don't know. I think that's risky. <laughs> I think that's so risky, but I mean, I, I wouldn't be I'm just surprised. saying, it's Gatorade. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody got away with that or something like with the national. Nobody's
4: anthem. tracking the
3: Gatorade guy.
4: But with I'm that being with said, I'm going yellow. I'll go purple.
8: All right, okay. last one here. Uh, Super Bowl MVP, who's going to win? You got uh, Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, or the field. So anybody but those two.
4: The, the field. field. I'm, I'm taking the field. Cafferty, you taking the field. You, you know didn't what, say Kelsey, did you?
8: you know uh, what? no, he would I he would fall in the field. I just I'm, I'm not going with put Kelsey Purdy up there, yeah. I'm going no, with Kelsey. I'ma just go
4: out of the jump out of the window. And I just think that this young man from Rutgers University, this number the Rasheed Rice guy. He's a very dynamic wide receiver from New Jersey. So I'm going to go out on a whim and say this man is going to have one of the best games of his career tomorrow. And Patrick Mahomes is going to get in a groove with this man. And Rasheed Rice is going to bring home the MVP of the Super Bowl as being a wide receiver. Huh. All right, well,
3: there you go. Thank you so much, Bo. Matter of fact, Bo, who you got? Who you got winning? Uh, who you got winning, uh, Perfect.
8: I'm never going to pick against Patrick Mahomes again, so the Chiefs are going to win. All <laughs> all right. Right. I'm of the same boats. No weapon formed against Patrick can prosper. There
3: Tank.
4: you go. Golly. Ooh.
3: He hit him with a babble verse with, with, with Patrick Mahomes. All right, Jonas Knox is up next. Enjoy y'all's Super Bowl. We out, up on
0: game. Sports Radio.